Could it be? Is this the chosen one? <laughs> Never. Probably just another poor kiddo who grabbed the wrong stash. Boy, looks to be that way. I mean, we saw what happened to the last kiddos who grabbed the wrong stash. Okay, everyone just needs to calm down, quiet down. Let's see how this tale unfolds. Hey, kiddos. Looks like you did the right thing and found your dad's anime stash. But this stash feels a little different. Is it the weight or the way it looks? Can I have everyone roll for perception? <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a 10. 17! 17 twinsies! Oh, wow. Anyone who got above a 15, you realize that this isn't your dad's anime stash. Through all the cobwebs and dust, this this is your dad's D&D stash. So we're going to do something a little bit different. We're planning out a D&D campaign specifically for dad's anime stash. And because I've never been a DM and have very minimal experience in this Dungeons & Dragons realm, I've brought along some friends with me. Of course, we have Mark the Bushido Geek with his new headband. Yep, yep. We have Ash, they, them. Woo! You got Connor, hey, they. Yeah! And, of course, Brooke, he, him. Yeah. I'm going I'm to join, join the club. <laughs> Bring out the headband. Bring out the headband. There you go. <laughs> Get our Red Dirt D&D &D and Bushido Geek, man. That's now awesome. you're the ones who stand out different. <laughs> Take that, society. Now I've got to go on Amazon, man. I'm off to get you. <laughs> I've, I've already been looking at what I want to grab. Don't make next. me get the DM hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's right over there on my Umbreon. I'll go it's right over there. Right over Repaired. Here. <laughs> well, Mark, it, for it. this, I figured I'd let you take yeah. over um, because I'm going to try to share this link out everywhere. And uh, yeah. I feel like you could do a little bit better job at organizing it all. Yeah, so uh, if you're if you're listening to this and you have no idea what we're talking about, uh, we're going to essentially do a mini version of a Session Zero uh, in D&D, which is essentially kind of like creating the basis for the world that you want to play in, basic rules, kind of how stuff's going to go, formatted, etc. We're all going to do it together. Uh, obviously, we can't do it. If you know D&D, you obviously know that in an hour we can't accomplish the entirety of what we're trying to do. But we can get a good base start, and then we'll just do a part two. And then the plan is uh, we're eventually, once this is fleshed out, I will DM this as a one-shot uh, with whoever we end up getting for it. Um, but eventually, I'll DM a one-shot for it. So essentially, how we're going to start is we, we want to like start off with how we think the world should go in terms of, obviously, it's a one-shot, so we have to keep it somewhat within a things that can be done within a three to five hour time period. So I know Justin kind of shared the uh, basic background where we're trying to do like different anime worlds um, and kind of like different powers from every world, kind of like as you go from one world to the other, you're kind of gaining access to the different powers or items uh, from that kind of world. So for a one shot, how do you think we should limit it in terms of like how many the players 
could or should go to? Oh, honey. Okay, so here's my first question. How many hours you want this one shot to be? Uh, we'll probably have to, just because of how much we'll have to like adjust when we actually start, because we obviously we can't start it when we normally record, three to five is probably going to be the max of what the three of okay. us can do. So here's my, here's my first DM tip for you. Um, so in the D&D &D world, we have what we refer to as encounters. And an encounter can basically think of it like a set piece, okay? Because you have combat encounters, you have social encounters when it's, you know, you're talking with the NPCs and all that, you know, getting that stuff out of the way. And your exploration encounters where you're checking something out. So you've hit the castle for the first time and you're looking at the castle, checking it all out, seeing what's going on. Roughly... For every hour of play, you can expect your players to get through about one encounter. Okay. So. Yeah, that's pretty typical. Yeah. So depending on how you how you want to do your set pieces, you'd basically, you know, if you're wanting to hit two or three different worlds, then you need to plan for how many encounters do I want to have in this world before we move on to the next one. Yeah. So in in a good like rule of thumb when you're planning one shots is you do want role play involved. So like you can limit encounters and then just replace it with like an advanced role play with like just different roles or like a trap room where that's your encounter, not necessarily a pure combat, but you can just do like a trap room or yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh mazes is always a, a pretty good one cuz you can kind of just kind of roll multiple things into into one uh which is pretty good. Uh, but also another thing to be aware of is like the more people you add in that haven't played, which I think our plan is to have at least one person that is just an anime fan that's never played D and D. So you got to account for the fact that they're not going to know like what they're doing at all. So on those ones, you, you, you want to like throw a super quick, easy combat at the beginning to getting someone into D and D. The easiest way I've found is to throw easy combat. To, to like to be the first thing that they do uh for session one just because it you have to do so many roles and you get to watch everyone else like do spells or powers and uh like different things like that or like try to like bluff their way out of the fight or whatever it might be like so it's it's the easiest way to get someone new uh ingrained in a world just super super easy quick combat um i think another thing to consider is what you're actually wanting to do to flesh out these worlds and consider how long that's going to take and how to make them differ from each other so it's not all the same because yeah. you can choose like three different animes to go through but if they're all basically like action animes they're they're gonna kind of be the same it's just how you're able to differentiate each them from one another that they're actually going to be able to stand out from each other. And sometimes that does take a lot more time than three to five hours. Right. Yeah. I, I Ideally, what I would like like to do just for purposes of like making it entertaining is have like initially kind of the beginning be more uh, story-ish driven. So you're kind of like getting, as people are tuning in to watch, you're getting people kind of like invested in the, 
like in the first world that the players are at and then we can kind of like flesh out like beginning items and stuff like that and kind of like start planting the seeds of like where they're gonna where they could go next because uh, that's always the tricky thing with one shots too is you don't want to railroad them into mm-hmm. being like follow this exact path to go to these three worlds because that's all we have time for but at the same time you do kind of have to railroad it because it's like oh, i oh, only no, honey, have okay, limited time <laughs> one shots are yeah railroad central yeah like, <laughs> yeah you want to you want to go you want to go a whole bunch of different places and have a whole bunch of different things going on campaign yeah. baby campaign yeah. yeah that's why like it's and what we're talking about for those of you that like are generally listening and are just very confused is normally in a campaign let's say you have like north east, and west plotted out and your party's like nope southwest and like the complete <laughs> opposite direction which happens every single time mm-hmm. you very quickly just start like replacing things and you figure it out in a one shot if they're like we want to go left you're like a, a, a meteor falls from the sky and <laughs> there's now a giant crater in the ground so that that path is just you can't do it it's everyone's dead everyone's screaming they're telling you to go away you just you just go the other direction and that's the what railroading secret, means is, yeah. the super secret and devious dm trick is that there are two doors but it's one room yeah. yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, there you know, is no door number two. Yeah. 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 So, you we, know, we like to tell you you have multiple options. Of choice. What? You get from the illusion of choice. Yeah, it's illusion. the illusion of choice. <laughs> if you know, if they're just herding cats, right? Then yeah. You know. But sometimes yeah, and, yeah. you can build great stuff when the players throw things into the mix that you didn't expect. I love it when when new players you know, do something crazy. I mean, like I, there was, yeah. And that, and that's the thing I like in one shots, like I, you want to encourage people thinking outside the box. Cause it's a one shot. It, it, it's designed to be a quick thing. You, you want to give people the, the chance to just do crazy things, use their spells in different ways. Uh, come up with weird, crazy concepts to get out of stuff. Like just, and, and again, and that's what helps is you like for Justin, like you help plan for it, like always create a back in a one shot, create a backup for everything, because <laughs> there is a there is a chance they will get around a combat that you plan for them to do, like to be like, all right, this will take 45 minutes and we can move on to this and they'll figure out some really complicated way and the roles <laughs> just go their way. And now they've bypassed your combat and you're just like. Oh dear God! I just lost forty-five minutes. So, like, you want to? We want to plan for backups. Like, if they avoid this, what other things could be uh, could be like put into place? And just an example: I was doing a one-shot, and I had one of their combats designed to be like in a dungeon, and they were going to get attacked on like three different sides by slimes, like giant slimes. And they would like they they had kind of like essentially it was pick one, kill it. They're very slow and dumb. Just kill one and move on. So they killed one, and I, I cornered them, and I was like, oh, this will be a good fight. And then one of them threw up uh, a minor illusion wall, and I'm like, I, I guess I got to roll like to see if it somehow thinks. Because they're dumb. They have an intelligence of, like, two. <laughs> so I roll for both of them, and they both lower, lower than a five, and they have, like, a minus two intelligence. And so I was like, all right, yeah, they suddenly think a wall appeared out of nowhere, and <laughs> now they're going back the other way. So congratulations, you've avoided the combat. And like, I pulled the dungeon room, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm just like, I had something prepared if they somehow 
bypass this quickly but like if i didn't like there there goes 30 30, 40 minutes of content so like while we're doing this like we want to plan for the fact that they will find ways to bypass things we had planned whether it's combat storyline or something else they will find a way to bypass something <laughs> that's never happened on red dirt D. we've never done that to ask <laughs> no 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 yeah yeah i've never i've never been in parties where we've one shot at the big bad boss thinking it was like the easiest encounter like oh cool this is the warm-up right and then watch our dm just demo gordon dead guys yeah so ideally for a first world we'd probably want to go with an anime that's more like a longer anime that's more story driven than action and to so probably like lead into some lead into more action so something that's less still some action maybe if you wanted to throw a quick combat in there uh but i think story driven is probably the first way to well, we'd want to start so what about digimon as a starter because i know we wanted to stick to like 90s animation yeah we yeah we definitely wanted to stick to 90s because that's what we grew up on so I thought maybe uh, Digimon or Big O, I feel like, would be too massive starting right out the gate. Yeah, it'd be too confusing. Like, like then you run into then you run into the problem of you know, oh oh yeah. crap, we need rules for you, Mecha. Yeah, I think generally yeah. like this is coming <laughs> from the guy. Starfinder yeah. is just all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, it's not D anymore. <laughs> yeah, like this is coming from the guy that has a G Gundam tattoo over his heart. We probably want to avoid Mecha because <laughs> no no just... no man no no no. There's a great game out there. It's called Cthulhu Tech. I, I've heard of Cthulhu Tech. It'll oh. give you exactly exactly what you want. You want to play? You want to play a kaiju? Let's go play Cthulhu oh, well. Tech. It, yeah. You say it that way. I mean, no, I <laughs> a kaiju or a mecha. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. We got to think of it like it. it yeah, it, mecha, If we do it a certain way, it could be good. But generally, I think mecha is just so hard to do in a shorter time frame. You bet. And the other thing, you know, like, as a DM, kind of that that choice thing of doors is you know come up with uh with two or three if you want it to be story focused at first come up with with two or three and then and then ask the players because if they get super excited about one of those choices that's the one you go with because they're going to bring that excitement with them you know full full bore uh and and so that's a great thing to do too as far as like kind of that session zero uh, building of uh, of of things is what were you guys here's here's three ideas I had which one of these do you like the best yeah 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 it's definitely that, that's definitely a good idea yeah and then also for like your actual session zero um, for your players be sure to set down like the expectations that you're looking for them um, I don't know if you guys are just like video streaming this or just doing like a pure podcast um, but like with Red Dirt, we know going in that um, we have to be more descriptive in the actions that our characters are doing mm -hmm. uh, because nobody's going to see if we're waving our hand around unless we say it. Um, yeah. And then also, if you guys have a specific time crunch, just really kind of emphasize you guys can have fun and have as much fun as you want. But we too kind of need to move the story along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my plan is to try to like do very basic roll 20 just because I can really easily share the screen from here. Yeah. Um, and just move people's characters for them. Um, but that way, like, not, like, that way it's not like confusing with everyone trying to get onto roll 20 and be like, yeah, 
it's, yeah, it's but like, really going in, make sure everything, everybody is all on the same page that you are. <laughs> so yeah. that way you're not like getting too derailed at a specific yeah. certain situation. Which, which, which pretty much means Justin that like before the session, we have to do Justin a pre-session. Yeah. Like <laughs> a day or two. Justin like, needs rules is what yeah. he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have, we have to meet, get up with everybody like a day or two before we are go live and be like, all right. Here, here's the world roughly. You'll find out more in two days. Here's our time frame. It is a hard stop. So same right. thing what Connor just said, like have fun and go crazy. But if you get too sidetracked on one thing, I will just force the story forward. <laughs> you get one goofball it. card. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful when you play it. And once you've laid your goofball card, then, then you need to help the story move along. Yeah. Yeah. Also, depending on what level, if they're getting too derailed, don't be afraid to throw a fireball at them to get them. Yeah. Back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're all down to 10 HP. Fireball. Are we settled down now? True story. True story. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. So let's let's try to think of what. Okay. So Di I think Digimon's a good choice. I think we all agreed from our past recording that we all enjoyed it better than Pokemon. Uh, yeah. And we felt it never got the proper love. So I think Digimon's a good start. Yeah, um, if we stick with you can, first yeah. evolutions, we're, we're uh, you have yeah. anything uh, above that. Because the I think, children I think aren't you, there anymore to evolve them or digivolve them, right? I think I mean, you, I think you, yeah, yeah. But I think either that or you just you just keep them on the sec the second one where they're like the mid like the middle size ones. Where oh, like, like Greymon and right. Okay. Like you keep them at the that base evolution and they, and that's it. They don't. They can't digi like digi evolve and they can't go down like devolve like it's just you keep them at one level. The players interact with them like in some way, whether it's a quick combat or uh, something like that, and then like that's it. And then they they leave and get teleported. And then like the idea is that they can carry some items over to the to the other worlds, but like not individual things to make it a little bit complicated. So like if they get Digimon in World One, when they go to the next one, they don't take the Digimon with them. Because that'll just would add way too much. Right. Uh, <laughs> so we would need to give them something, like from World One to take to World Two, and it, we could just literally give them a, a basic item. Yeah. To so, from the world that carries over. Here's here's my thought. This is because we talked about essentially how it will start is we someone grabs the wrong stash, whether it be kids or us as adults, um, and when they grab the wrong stash, they're teleported to. Basically, the the hyperbolic time chamber in Dragon Ball Z, and there's someone there that explains to him what's going on. There's all this bad stuff. Your favorite anime characters are getting turned to the dark side. Prince Kingdom Hearts, you know, all your Mickey Mouse, and they're all getting turned bad. And then you have to go defeat this bad guy so you can get him back to the anime that you once loved and enjoyed. That was my idea. And after every time they defeat the big bad guy, they go back to this time chamber. And this is where I mentioned the wheel so we can keep our wheel thing going that we have on here is uh, you spin this big old wheel one through 100 or one through 20, whatever item it lands on is what you get. But keep the items anime based, you know, the the Zenzu beans, the the kunai knives, the straw hats, stuff like that. See... I my idea that I was going to kind of throw out for you to help kind of tie your tie your little storyline together, right? You need an Ansem, okay? 
you need the big bad that's the one secretly behind everything oh yeah right. Dun, right? Dun, dun. Uh, so my my idea was for you when i was kind of listening to listening to your voice notes um you could almost kind of play it off because that was the problem in the 90s right that we didn't in the west we didn't quite know what anime was yet <laughs> right so you get you get the censor the sen sorcerer Okay. And, you know, basically you can play with the idea of, you know, this censor is doing these things to your favorite anime characters and completely warping them from what they're supposed to be. Same 4chan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about... Oh, secretly, it was the dad all along who found out yeah. that he took his anime. That's what I was thinking. What if we put him as cloak figures? Kingdom Hearts, the bad guys were always in cloaks till the end. Mm -hmm. Big unveil at the end. Boom. It's been us dads that ruin anime the whole time. You get the <laughs> sensor and then you get the practices, it's right? It's like Quantum Leap and the Lego movie with Business Dad or whoever comes down the stairs, right? Like, I love yeah. this. I love this idea. <laughs> so what What if, to keep to our brand, the thing that turns them bad, these bad guys are doing something to them. We could say it's a spell. There could be a ring of darkness, whatever. What if it's a mustache? We keep true to our name as play on words. <laughs> the mustache. They put a mustache on like Greymon and he yeah, turns into a bad guy. That's have. hilarious. In D&D, yeah. &D, that's a helm of alignment shift, right? But now yeah. it's a mustache. I love it. <laughs> this is great. This is great. It practically writes itself, right? <laughs> yeah. That's smart. That's good. That's good. <laughs> start. Like I always say now. start with your villain. Okay. Like. Don't start with your okay. villain, because as soon as you understand your villain and like really get them down, like what do they want? What's the goal? What's our endpoint here? Then everything else just comes by itself. Yeah, I mean, essentially, as the DM, you are the villain. The players, <laughs> right, are yeah, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, there's, there's like there's no downside if you TPK your party in the one shot. You're like, yeah. all right, sweet. <laughs> One crushed it. I mean, I guess that is one way the DM wins, quote unquote. I don't know. And it's like the DM does a lot of other stuff, but the main thing that they need to consider is that they are also the villain. They are also trying to work counteractive yeah. to the players. And so when you have like an actual like villain character, that's when you really kind of get to shine and work more into thinking about like what their motivations are why they're doing this um and just all that kind of stuff so that way you actually have a deeper understanding of where your story is going to go because your villains are setting it into place yeah you almost want, like again we can you can still do a, like a twist like we're talking about but you you almost want like the big bad guy to like literally reveal his entire plan within the first 30 minutes. <laughs> sure. You gotta write the monologue, dude. Yeah. yeah. Write the monologue mm. early. <laughs> and it's even, I, I don't know, maybe, you know, other folks will have maybe a different permission, but in a one shot, especially something that is for broadcast, you could, you could almost have like a cut scene in which the villain is like, wah, ha, 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 ha. And now, and then the story starts, so the audience knows, right? Right. But the and and the players, you know, know, but, but the yeah, they they meta know, know but yeah, 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 they right. But they yeah, meta it's know. the whole thing about how you know, 
if your players can get a sense where you're going and where you want them to end up in order for things to make sense, they're going to be happy going there. Yeah. Like, they're not going to be okay. angry. That's you know, cute. they, it, it helps them have a greater sense of goal as to, you know, what's the reason? Why are we doing this? So give them, give them a good, strong reason to want to go on the adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like every anime will become welcome to Jabberai Park if you don't do this. And <laughs> that alone should be more than enough motivation. How bad do the Disney lawyers come after you if Jar Jar shows up? Like, do you, <laughs> yeah, right? that's episode one right there. As long yeah. as yeah. it follows and under done. parody laws, you should be fine. <laughs> Speaking Jar Jar of, also look into parody laws. Exactly, you just put the mustache on Jar Jar, and then it's like, hey guys, it's, it's different. It's different stuff, all right? It's Marjorie. Yeah, you mustache teased him going Marjorie. Sith. We just made him. We just made him Sith. <laughs> Connor, you said something. You said something smart. What was that about parody laws? Uh, yeah, I'm not a lawyer. That's not one of the things that I have like accumulated in my limited education career. But uh, look into parody laws because you are using like a lot of IPs um, to like bring it into your anime. You should be fine or into your story, but you should be fine with just like a one shot. But kind of do a standard little under the guidelines of parody laws. This is considered for use. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All of a sudden, it, I'm getting I'm getting intense flashbacks to 90s. Yeah. Essentially, 90s early essentially, yeah. Essentially, Justin, yeah, we, exactly. we can we can say like this takes place like essentially you can literally just say like this takes place in a world that's like Digimon, and then literally say whatever you want. <laughs> you just put that you little just, disclaimer you, at the front of the episode. Yeah. and we're golden. Yeah, you just have to make sure. Yeah, you just state very quickly. I do like, not own these characters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, 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 the classic. This might sound like something you know, but in no way is it related to it. <laughs> yeah, this is Stashimon. <laughs> is what this is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Stashmon evolves into you know Goteemon and. <laughs> <laughs> See, we can get away with it because we have something, you know, in in the D&D world, you know, we have what's known as the open gaming license yes. and mm-hmm. the, um, the system reference document where we have been given permission to wholesale, you know, use things and, and go with things and drop certain names like Count Strahd von Zarovich. <laughs> <laughs> We're allowed to name drop. He's uh, my favorite dentist right there. Oh yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it's it's one of those things where you know there's we can get away with it a little more, but there's certain right. you know yeah is yeah and again certain lines you're gonna want to want to walk because that was kind of one of my other thoughts was like you know go in and again you know get the tropes of the particular show that you're wanting to do. And if you get the tropes and throw in enough of those, people will pick up what you're putting down. Yeah, okay. it, it's very, yeah, it's you can very easily toe the line of everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. You just never, you just never said the word. Okay. I yeah. get you That's... paint the picture with, so essentially, like, if I, like, since I'm DMing it, like, I paint the picture with words, and I just don't actually say the word. Yeah. Okay. That'd probably be the hardest part for me is because I want to tell you his name. I want to tell you what world we're in or where <laughs> we're going. 
and so and, yeah and, and again since we're doing it in the way that we're doing it essentially without since we're not saying like oh you're in this place or this place you're essentially just trying to paint the picture of like where everything is starting and how everyone met up like it's always good sometimes to try to give them like some sort of like do you guys have an idea for why you're together or do you want me to just shoehorn it in so like give them the option when like when we meet up with everyone a few days before like if you guys can come up with something that makes sense I'll put it in, but if you can't, by the time this is done, I'm just going to shoehorn something together. Everybody uh, shows up at the rail office. <laughs> yeah, like, like there's always the classic, you meet at a bar, and you just happen to go together. Or, I mean, like, sometimes yeah. people can get creative with it, but, like, when in doubt, most, a lot of team players will just be like, we're all in the bar. And, a bar, like, a, like the bar fight is the classic way of getting a group together. I still yeah. want to run the campaign where it starts out, you know, your five drunk girls meeting up in the bar bathroom. You come to from blacking out, holding this person's hair as they puke into a toilet. <laughs> what you do you do? It. You've written Instant the opening scene right there. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? You yeah. know, I, I, does she look friendly? Yeah, it's okay. You know, no, she's, she looks she's just really going into that toilet. toilet. Like, <laughs> roll, roll a medicine check to see how well you're holding all the hair out of the puke, or if you just completely <laughs> fail it. Ding, ding. You that one, roll. you just drop her into the toilet. <laughs> and then, you know, you'll have some character, some players who, who they, they, with another player, want to, you know, like, hey, can our characters be related or can we know each other beforehand? And that's a great thing too. So, you know, in in this bathroom scene, you know, the character A and character B are helping each other, and then character C walks in and says, "Oh my gosh, Julie, that's where you went." You know, and now that and that that's you can blend those together, and and the party is formed. Yeah, (laughs) and and again, with the way we're doing it, we can even do something as like interesting as like you're all hanging out at like you you we can literally start it as like they're 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 starting in the real world and they're all hanging out in their friend's basement watching anime and they flip to a channel and all of a sudden the next thing they know they're in the first world uh where the monologue then like is taking place like in the background essentially like what brooke was saying like you can transition from one to the other and then we have that creative freedom right now. Chris Sabat opening narration, <laughs> last time on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. Like they, as they're getting sucked in through the TV into the world, they're hearing this narration going on, which is placing them with like what is essentially happening, like going on in this first place they're going to, what's happening, why the people like in the game are trying to stop this bad thing from happening, and then all of a sudden they just show up, and it's like. They're arriving with a narrative in a goal, and you get the hilarity of them being like, "Where the hell were just were we? I thought we were like, you know, in somewhere else." Yeah, yeah, it's just super cool. <laughs> yeah. So and we got the... we got we got anime, quantum leap, <laughs> the Lego the Lego thing with you know yeah. Professor Dad or Cap Business Dad a little, a little or bit of, a little bit of Captain In. Yeah, a little, a little, yeah, yeah. In, just, just, just a little pinch. Just that little, little salt pinch. Little, what, what was that? What's that? That, sh- that meme chef guy who was like, who would always like. You gotta get the elbow, man. <laughs> <laughs> and now yeah. you're sucked in the world via Jumanji. Right? Essentially, like yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, 
Decker. Or they're playing Jumanji. Or yeah, they're, they're just playing. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're just they're just I mean, playing anime just Jumanji. Yeah, you're sitting there, you know, all like, on a roller coaster. So. Yeah. <laughs> Mark that intro song I sent you. It's going to be before this episode, but yeah. does do those war drums sound like Jumanji? Like the very opening. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, uh, that is the sound of DMs crafting something evil right now. I can really, yeah, it really is. Yeah. There, there's always the classic like DM phrases like the you sure about that? Or is that really like is that really what you want to do right now? Is that your final answer? Like anytime the DM repeats what you just said. So you're you're probably about to do something really dumb. <laughs> and I've like I've DM'd and been a player for so long, but I still make that mistake when I'm not DMing, where the DM will be like, "Are you sure about that?" I'm like, "Yeah, go for it." And then I'm like, "Wait, Roll them. this is gonna, this gonna go so bad." It's more fun to go for it. It really is. That's why, like, I in, no, it is. That's why in a session that like in one of the campaigns I'm in right now, um, we were in like a potion shop, and I didn't have enough money for like any like potions because like I, i'm like a fighter i'm a fighter paladin multi-class so like i don't really need healing potions so i was like what's in that pot back there and he was like oh it's just like reject random things that i threw in a pot and i was like i'll take three put it in a like put it in a thing <laughs> so our dm like created three different potions and he's like one is amazing and you're gonna love it one could potentially kill you if you use it at the wrong time so now i'm just waiting for perfect moments of like my character just finished like his like main arc quest and i i didn't use it because i was like if it ruins the main art quest me as a player would be like crap but now that i'm done with that i don't really care <laughs> so the second the next fight we're in i'm just gonna charge in and chug one and i'm just gonna see what happens balls face first <laughs> so like yeah, like it's fun to introduce little things like that too even in one shots like give them things that can blow up in their face like tell them that like give them the yeah. I mean you don't flat out tell them like you kind of say like the big red I, button that says do not yeah. push will immediately yeah. be pushed. Yeah, and if you exactly. Really want some extra shenanigans in there? Uh, the wild magic table is perfect. It, yeah. it really is. The, yeah. My favorite one that I want to see happen is where they turn into a potted plant. Yes, <laughs> I've had that just, happen. Just to like on a do stream. really messed up things. And then they turn back into a normal person, but like still have all the memories of what just happened to them as a potted plant. <laughs> I had a uh, had one time where the sorcerer, they weren't even wild magic sorcerer, they were draconic sorcerer, which was what made them mad. But uh, they rolled that they got turned into a sheep. Yeah. So they were turned into a sheep, and it was they were fighting goblins. So the goblin just picks up the sheep. And starts running off with it, yelling dinner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, then you'll know if you're in a party of friends or not. Do they chase after the stolen? Do sheep they go after sheep? the goblin stealing sheep? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. And then as the DM, you're like, well, okay, that went sideways. I guess this goblin's gonna take him to the place that I need him to go, right? You know. <laughs> And, and that's, that's how, how you, you do, do it. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> all yeah. Something else I thought about minions, because are we just going to have one big bad guy, or is he going to have minions? If you have are, to do... God, yeah, I, yeah you, you need minions, but again, for what we're doing, they need to be kind of funny. Well, <laughs> that's where... 
I don't know if anyone else listens to Dungeons and Daddies, but they had a sentient mustache, and I thought that would be hilarious. <laughs> or just Kingdom Hearts shadow creatures with like weird goatees on them. I don't think I've gotten that far, but yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's some. I'm, I'm probably crossing. I'm probably crossing my gaming systems, but <clears throat> there is some weird mutation where like you get, you know, kind of like the the second head or like the talking ulcer or something like that. <laughs> That's what that makes me think of. That could be absolutely, I mean, that could be brilliant. Like kobolds everywhere. Right? <laughs> like little gremlins with mustaches makes oh. me laugh every time. <laughs> I don't know what it is about a mustache or like uh, wigs. Wigs and anime make me laugh. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, again, like we're, Again, like we're we're doing a one shot, like so it's obviously going to be semi serious, but at the same time, we're doing a dad's anime stash one shot. Right, it's right. It's supposed to be full of just pure shenanigans and things that are stupid. So like minions being like like the classic anime weeb guy, or like <laughs> like your rating was or, terrible, <laughs> or just like like yeah, just like the guy in the back of the room that has like the giant eyes for no reason and is constantly just like jutting off to stare like because like one of my favorite things to do is to like make monsters with like uh like griffith's monster maker and like just make really obscure stuff so like you want to give them like just if you want to do it that route too like i i feel like you can just give them really obnoxious classic anime minions of just like anime girl with giant tits like that is just like running around like you can do funny stuff and give them just like obnoxious powers because again we're trying to tie everything together we don't want it to be like all D and D monsters and I'll say and here's and, and here's my other best DM tip for you. Um it can look like a demon duck. It can quack like a demon duck, <laughs> but you're using the stats of a blue wormling. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So oh, that's smart. You go and you yeah. find the stat block that works for you and works for the creature with like the abilities and like the stats and everything, but you describe it however you want to, honey bun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Like the the players don't know. They like they don't know what you know what's happening. Like they just know that this thing has weird abilities and uh you know, like I don't know. I'm trying to think of like ones off the top of my head, but I'm struggling. Um, how many times have I faked you out, Brooke, with, with oh. some with some monster and you're like so, so many times because Ash uses and this is this is good. And I, I I think okay, so first I think that I'm I think that I'm pretty good about about keeping my player knowledge and my character knowledge uh, separate. In fact, one of the folks we play with, Kiri, she often will like turn her head and look at me and go like, you didn't know that? I'm like, Brooke knew it, but the <laughs> character didn't know it, right? But right. but Ash has this way, I think because we're kind of on the same vibe sometimes, Ash has this way of giving me just enough info that then Brooke goes, oh, meta, I know it's this monster. And, and then it's not. <laughs> so I'm prepping all these things to, you know, take care of monster A and, and she's re and they Ash has reskinned it so that it's monster B, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's great, it's fantastic. And yeah. Ash, I think the other thing that maybe you were saying is that it saves the DM a lot of work because you don't have to create this brand new thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, because you can spend yeah. more time on like creating unique abilities and then just port over stats. Sure. Yeah, and then also if any of your um, villain or enemy characters are spellcasters, 
and you use a stat block for that, please give them better spells. <laughs> they have such bad spells. They normally always do. Yeah. That's why I've been so much looking. more effective spells than what they come like pre-equipped with that can get the job done better. <laughs> Yeah, and like yeah, and we I think like I'd want to just do like fun anime stuff where like if they got like just as an example like a DBZ thing, one thing would be like power up, and it would be like all players must allow the villain to spend the next two turns powering up and talk like in talking, and then it's like the ne like the next two turns the players can do nothing but talk to the villain as the villain's just powering up, <laughs> and, like because that's just one of his what's uh, one of his abilities. <laughs> That's just, it is the thing that happens. Yeah. You just, congratulations, guys. You get to spend two your two turns talking to this guy while he gets stronger. Nothing we can do? Nope. Welcome to anime. Yeah. I'm just going to sit out, play cards, and wait on him. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I, like, I think it'd be fun Like if we just poke fun at the things in anime that never make any sense in a D&D &D way. Oh, go great. get your trope list yes. and then just yeah. go down it and be yeah. like okay well, what do we want to make fun of yeah <laughs> and just find yeah find the things that like never make any sense like if like for example if they're going to digimon first poke fun at the fact that there's no way in hell that these creatures with all this power are going to listen to a 12 year old who's just showing up on their doorstep <laughs> who Where they don't know who the hell you are come from <laughs> yeah like we can tease a thing like as they're being narrated that like you know, there's some name, and so they get there, and they're like, "Oh, we're these people," and the po and the Digimon are just like, "No, you're fucking not!" Like, who the hell are you? Like, fuck <laughs> off! And like, just like thing, like things like that, you can just we can. I think it would be fun if we poke fun at it and just yeah. like, or the let's... the Digimon, the Digimon, you know, is is thinking to itself, oh, "It's a human! Oh my gosh, I better be doing what you know." And because kind of like in Monsters Inc. esque, where they're Totally yeah. terrified of the yeah. power of the human, you know. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and just poke like in like I think like or like another fun trope to find out is like if they go into some world where it's like advanced technology in every anime, the character always knows how to use it perfectly, even though they've had no training in this stuff yeah. whatsoever. Put the players in that, and then when they're like, "All right, what do I do?" and you're just like. Dude, I don't know. Your character knows nothing about this. What do, what do you want me to do? Like, like your character, your character sits in front of the, the computer. Robot. Yeah. Roll it Should I roll for something? No, it, it doesn't matter what you roll. You've never VCR. seen this technology before. Your character has zero knowledge on what to do. I would suggest you just start pressing buttons. <laughs> and then, and then, like, have a list of like prepared things that happen if they do certain things, and be like, all right, like, yeah. yeah. I think like, like that will be a fun way to go about it to where like because everyone who's who's going to be playing whether they play D D or not are going to be an anime fan so let's give them what they want which is making fun of things in anime and now they're back to connor's wild magic table right and for everybody yeah, exactly push, yeah. like something happens you know like <laughs> the, are the ones that cast wild magic <laughs> See, i just imagine cool. like it going off this side adventure and you're like okay so you broke into the base you stole the gundam what now? You don't know how to fly the thing. <laughs> yeah, you don't know how to turn it up. Where's the power button? Like, can I roll to see if I can find it? Good luck. You don't know what to look for. Yeah. My older brother's been playing Flight Simulator. Can I try, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been watching him. Sense. Can yeah. I try to make a roll? <laughs> or, like, that's just the controls. They just go in, and it's like, all right, you go control, and this looks exactly like Flight Simulator. Roll to see how much you remember from playing with your brother. Still runs Microsoft 98. <laughs> it's just MS-DOS. 
<laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go old school '80s now. You know, would you like to play a nice game of chess? You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just. It's it, it's just Oregon Trail, just text based. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At some point, they play a game of Minesweeper. <laughs> yeah. However, you played that. Only game. the bombs are a mustache that then has to jump on your face if you don't. Make it yeah. <laughs> that would be a fun like mini game to give them though. Would like legit just give them Minesweeper? Yes. As, With as, a, the as a mini game to no like get through something. Minesweeper, not even the DM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. <laughs> See. And, and this, and essentially, if you're listening, this is essentially why you do pre-session zeros is because you start off with one idea that you think is originally like your solid plan, like this makes sense, it'll work. And then someone says something in session zero and you're like, shit, oh, no. that's yeah. so much better than what I was thinking. This is why you gather people and spitball, at least like the general topic. Right. You have some secrets just as a DM. Yeah. Because I, I get like... Once you Justin, have more information. The, me and you never thought of making we me and you originally were just like we'll put him in a different world and we'll just run it like D D. And now yeah. we've switched to like, all right, let's have them do that, but in the style of making fun of anime tropes. Yeah. Oh well, I've been texting you for the past week because I'm impatient. I was like, forget it, let's just start it. Forget session zero. It's irrelevant. <laughs> I've got a whole thing of notes now. I don't know if you could see it about what we can do different. It'll you make, gotta have you know, those session zero. You have to have session zero. It, oh. Unless you have a very, very experienced group where you know you can just very quickly say what's gonna like how things are gonna go in the first thirty minutes. There's you have to do session zero because yeah. unless it's like I said, not only experienced group, but like it's a group that you've played with repeatedly. So like you kind of just trust that everyone's gonna take your your judgment into you know right. best case. But obviously, we don't have that. We're playing with people who, for the most part, we've either a never met or b have met once. They don't know, okay. and they don't know us as players, and they don't know me as a DM. Yeah. So they're gonna have, you know, they're gonna have things that they like. Um, now, mind you, it's a one shot. Most people who have played D and D understand that, like, even if they love combat, they kind of know full well going into it. It's a one shot. I'll be lucky if I get two encounters tops, uh, just for time's sake. But again, you do the session zero, so you tell them that, like, hey, who here likes combat the most? All right, are you good with the fact that this is a one-shot? You might get two tops, three, depending on what you guys do. And as long as they're cool with it, they're prepared ahead of time, so they don't, like, two hours into the session, they're like, Jesus, we had one easy combat and nothing's happened since. When are we going to get combat? But if they know going into it that there's going to be one or two more, they're they're able to stay immersed and they don't get bored you bet and then also um the faster that they can actually learn what their character does and have like once you get into like action sequences exactly what their character is going to do and then a plan b if that kind of gets derailed by someone else going first in the initiative um yeah the more like streamlined it will be because you're not having to do all those pauses especially if you like do this live or something like that it's like oh uh, wait hold on and those moments are fine but sometimes they do take a while and that can cut into the time that you're wanting to record okay it's just making sure that 
everybody knows their character. Everybody knows what their character can do. And that, like, bar, say, like, something straight out of left field, they know what their character is going to do in a given situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can even pre-plan, like, uh, you know, so in most cases, what's, you know, one, two, three, what are the first things that my piece of, that's great, Connor, that's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The more the more you tell them ahead of time, the easier it's going to make everything flow. Yeah. Yeah. You bet. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do like introducing, for this one, I like introducing, I like the one shot. That way we see, is it successful? Is it something we want to continue with? I do like introducing the bad guy. I just don't know if they should beat the main bad guy right off the gate in case we do want to make this a full-blown campaign. So you can always do, in one shots that you end up realizing you want to turn into a campaign, you can literally just have the initial plan of the guy being the end boss, and when it comes into a full campaign, it turns out he's just a minion uh, who really has no idea of the grand scope of the plan. So what if what if know, we play the bad guys? Gone. <laughs> yeah. I, what if we play the bad guys as the one shot, and our goal is to put the mustache on someone? <laughs> evil campaign. I love yeah. it. Evil Wait, campaigns are pretty fun. Mustache turn an evil person good. <laughs> or does it only work one way? <laughs> I kind of like oh. the mustache being evil because then us as a show are the bad guys all along. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of feel like that's who True. we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you listen to any of our episodes, it's pretty clear we're terrible people. <laughs> Which, you know, could play into the idea of, of showing, in a, in a loving fandom type of way, showing the... The ridiculousness of some of the tropes right like they're in there breaking it you know by saying what what is that you know so right. yeah that's not a bad idea too i think it's a good idea and again yeah, it, it gives us do, a lot of ways to go about it yeah if you want to do like a villain like a villain party instead of the um mustaches turning the main character evil you could make the mustaches turn the main villain good and people who are like villain, like the party is trying to get them to become back into villains or something like that. There you go. Okay. And it just kind of depends on like how exactly you're wanting to do it. If you want to do it more standard, the, the party is the heroes or right. if the party are the villains. So and again, that's also something you need a session. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I think maybe to combine like, so Justin, for example, like if the idea is like, let's say this goes really well and people like it, and we're like, all right, let's turn this into, you know, a podcast or, or whatever. Uh, you can do the one shot as the party being evil. And then the campaign is the new party trying to undo the damage ah, from the one shot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You, you let, then have let the patrons come on and. Just yeah. screw it all up and then, and then you yeah you and, then, and then you <laughs> like to combine it you could like have the final culmination of the campaign be the first party takes on the new party Boom. and like this evil people from the first one shot taking on the heroes who have been trying to undo all the damage that the first party caused and then yeah. whoever wins is the new shape of the world and then obviously you obviously your campaign's over but you do like a knights of the old republic ending where one is the evil party winning and the world's pure chaos, or one is the party who's been working all this time in the campaign gets to succeed and they save the world. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, a cool way to do that, like towards the end of the campaign, is keep the obviously keep the character sheets for the original villains, and then when it comes to when the players go to play them, like swap character sheets. So <laughs> someone will still be acting as like John Smith, but someone else will roll their stats for them. So they can't like okay. just be like, oh yeah, I didn't kill my new one, new character that I fleshed out more so than the first one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I like yeah, that's that. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. And so and like they're still able world. to act okay. as that first character, but they're not getting to decide what the dice do. Right. Yeah, it, so they can't, yeah. It, it it gives them less incentive to fudge the dice. Yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because well, no, right. no one does. Because no one does that. No one fudges dice. I didn't. I didn't just roll four twos on my stat block. <laughs> <laughs> For the bad guys, yeah. 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 <laughs> and in both worlds, Sandira Demon can 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 be in a in a wig. Right, we can, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Great. That's just that's mandatory at this point. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's mustaches and wigs and yes. evil, <laughs> evil goatees or bad anime tropes. I like it. There's so many. Again, like I think that's it gives us a lot of leeway to do fun stuff if the basis for stuff is making fun. Of. I mean, again, we can see how it works in the one shot, but at least in the one shot, I think yeah. using it to poke fun at anime tropes is, you know, the, the guy who like for example, I'm watching like. Uh, uh, Yawamushi Pedal right now, Justin knows, uh, which is a great sports anime. It, it's it's fantastic. But it centers around a guy who literally has done nothing but ride a basic bike just far distances. But that's it. And he's now like this ace bike rider who's like blowing all these guys. Like he's like, they're like, how can you do all these things? <laughs> and it's a, it's that idea of like just anime characters who just literally have no training in something beating people who have been training for like 20 years at it uh just because it's the main protagonist and i think we if we do like the opposite where you just make the players think that like hey because you're the protagonists and it's anime you guys are gonna run like rough shot through this like <laughs> obstacle or through this uh thing and then they go to it and they're like all right what do i do and you're just as a dm you're like dude i don't know like you've never played this game before you don't know the rules i have i have nothing i can tell you I'll, i wish you the best of luck in what's about to happen i just imagine golden boy all over again <laughs> yeah yeah golden boy it was a perfect example of an anime that literally took that concept and just poked fun at it for six episodes yeah. If you haven't seen it it's on youtube it's six episodes like a good what three hours it's fantastic just you know ignore the toilet hugging yeah yeah a bit much of that but there's a lot of toilet hugging <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, there's a lot <laughs> oh, but, but i think in the one shot i'm wanting toilet hugging like oh 100 yeah yeah that's a yeah, goal no i i i i think so oh so okay so I think if we said we start a off girlfriend with... to hold his hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you just had to roll a one and it ruined the friendship forever. <laughs> Pulled off the wig. And <laughs> Tina, Tina Marie never recovered from that. Yeah, just rips the wig off. <laughs> just have another character come in with a mustache on. <laughs> None of it makes sense. 
yeah it's a little it's one of those tattoos people would get yeah yeah it's not even the yeah that, yeah it's not even a real mustache that made him evil it was just something that they drew on their hand but they just never washed it off and then the final thing is they washed they just washed their hands at the end of the one shot and they're like wait a minute what have I been doing all this time? <laughs> I bowsered him the whole time. Like <laughs> villain. Ha ha. <laughs> that's that's too real to the neon club stamps that then later you're like, that's oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. <laughs> oh man. That's I think great for, for the, guys. Yeah, I, I think yeah. the people listening, that's this is literally why you do one shots because half of it you know you're not gonna use because it it, it was stupid and makes no sense, but it's the hilarity of giving the party a chance to just say the most obnoxious things that they can think of that even they know full well, like there's no way they're going to take this into account and put it in the campaign, but it, it's fun for them to like just say it. And then they get more invested in wanting to play in the actual one shot of the campaign because they got to just goof off with a bunch of their ideas. And like I said, some of them end up having really good ideas that you do incorporate into stuff. And like you can, you do you don't have to like tell them specifically, obviously, because you don't want to ruin it. But you can tell the party like, some of your ideas have made it into this one shot or something like that, which even oh makes them more excited because now they want to find out whose idea was it, how is it being used, what did you do to it, like because they know it. You're a DM. You're going to take their lovely idea that they created and you're going to just butcher it and stab it in the back with a knife. So they know it's still their idea, but you just ever. what are you talking about? You just ruined it. <laughs> like they gave you this like nice bright idea, and you just like fucking stabbed it, Michael Myers style. And you're like, thanks for the idea, man. Really, like the best thing to do is to take a really good idea that someone gave you and turn it around to uh, bite them in the ass. <laughs> Break the cutie, my favorite trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah essentially, yeah. <laughs> And sometimes biting them in the ass can be literal. Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> because even though we're doing an anime D and D style thing, I will find a way to introduce a mimic. Yeah, please. I uh, know. Oh, I've I've learned from you from the sus day, the mungus days, to not trust anything ever. <laughs> I told I told you about that new group, right? The new group. The it was like. Uh, streamer friends that I've like gotten to know who in invited me to play Among Us last week, and after two games, oh. they never yeah. want me to get killer again. Yeah, because uh, I got I, I pulled a I pulled a well, I didn't go as bad as you, where I convinced you that you were the killer when you yeah. on your screen said imposter or said Mark <laughs> like, was the killer said, the whole said time. crewmate. <laughs> And you were like, did I kill that guy? And in my head, I was like, how did I pull this off? It literally says crewmate was, on your screen. It was very good. I didn't even trust myself. It was. This, this one wasn't that bad, but I got one guy who I purposely didn't kill and I just followed him around half the time. So after every round, he was like, well, Bushido has been with me the whole time. So there's no way it's him. <laughs> So we got to the end, and it was me, him, and another guy. So they called for an emergency vote, and he was like, dude, Bushido, it's got to be this other guy because I've been with you the whole time, right? And I know it's not me, man. I swear it's not me. And I'm like, I, even though I knew I already had won the game because all I had to do was vote for the other guy, I just him-hawed for 50 seconds. It was like, I don't know, man. Like, I want to believe you, but I want to believe him. Oh, that's furious. <laughs> and they both had voted for each other, so no matter what, I was going to win. But I was just literally carried it down to the last 10 seconds and i was like you know what you're right man i've been with you the whole time 
I'm going to trust you on this one. The other guy's like, this is bullshit. We're going to lose. Congratulations, guys. And then it just ended, and it was like, Bushido was the imposter. And I was like, you're all dumb. <laughs> Man. So yeah, they, they don't trust me anymore. It's giving either. me a real craving for some more Tyrants of the Underdark. Oh. <laughs> you, you and me playing drow houses, stabbing one another in the back just constantly. What are you doing uh, after this? <laughs> it is that time of the evening. It is. Twelve a.m. is a perfect time hour. for backstabbing. <laughs> exactly. There's, there's no doubt. Only good things happen at three in the morning. Yes. Mizzo <laughs> Branson, y'all. Mizzo Branson. I'll say I do have enough notes to probably carry me into like the next part of next week, but uh. Let's say we wrap this up. I do appreciate you guys coming on. Do you want to tell us yes. where the listeners can find you? Yeah, so um, we are the some of the creative minds behind uh, Red Dirt D&D, your favorite local Oklahoma actual play 5e podcast. You can find us on pretty much any of your favorite uh, podcatchers, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, probably some other places I'm forgetting, but... Um, Search us up. Give us a listen. We are a Wild West-inspired uh, D&D podcast, so lots of lovely editing and sound effects. Uh, we also do a Twitch stream uh, every Tuesday night, 6.30 p.m. Central. Uh, you can find us at twitch.tv slash reddirtdnd. You can also check us out on YouTube with our show there, The Secrets of Monster Island, um, as well as Plausible Deniability every other Thursday. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. And before I forget, I just wanted to mention that I love your guys' intro song. I, I love. I don't know why I do, but I it's just glorious. do. Like, bow, I put bow. on loop going to work. Just a <laughs> great pump up anthem. Like I, my a, a good buddy of mine uh, wrote that for us. Uh, Cinema magician PJ Castillo. Uh, he, I basically just told him, I was like, okay, dude, I need um, the very start of like Knights of Sidonia with um, a little bit of like the good, the bad, and the ugly. And he was like, I'm on it. And then he came back with that nice. like in less than 24 hours. And I was like, very PJ, nice. my man, you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it is very well, beautifully done and surprisingly catchy. I love it. <laughs> Uh, it totally catches around the I table. Agree. Like we will, we will finish a recording. We know, okay, oh, that that's it. That's the cliffhanger, or that's the moment we're going to close on, and and Ash will close <laughs> us out. And then someone at the table goes, bow bow, and we all Michael's going to do the real thing later. But it's so much fun. You're right, man. Justin, thanks. It's awesome. I appreciate. It. Like I said, I appreciate yeah. you guys coming on and uh, helping us share sure. this thing out. Uh, yeah, thanks Mark, for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mark, because I'm terrible at yeah. you, want to send us off? Yeah, you know it. Uh, don't forget, everyone. If you want to hear more of your dad's anime stash, make sure you stay tuned every Friday at around ten thirty Central Time for more of our shenanigans. Uh, next week's uh, my hero, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we do monthly anime quizzes now because you guys seem to freaking love those. So those are at the end of every month now. Uh, you can catch us on our Facebook or YouTube and you can catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Geek. So just be very careful now to rewind this tape, put it back in the sleeve, put it back <laughs> under your dad's bed because I'm pretty sure your parents are coming home and we'll see you next week 
on Dad's anime stash. <laughs> This world shall know pain. Almighty push!